you know, there's like there's electronic tattoos. Like you now, you yeah. could you could actually get your kid tattooed with a CPU. It's freaky. Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog, episode eight for Friday, May 29th, 2015. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaber. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, we talk about the trust versus track debate. Should you use smart devices to track your kids? Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. So this is a hot button topic. It is. <laughs> I feel like almost everybody, their reaction to should you track your kids uh, with their cell phone or some new thing, I feel like almost everyone will would say, no, you definitely shouldn't do that. I don't know. I know a lot of people who would say, yes, definitely. Oh, sure. About their own kids. Uh, yeah, about their own kids. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's different. Yeah. In general, nah. nah. People, people without kids definitely be like, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when it's your own kids, it's uh, you really have to. I mean, there are a million apps that allow you to do this now, and and AT and T and Verizon and all those services offer services that you can sign up for for five bucks a month or whatever to. Yeah, and where's my iPhone and, and all that stuff. Sure, all that stuff, and it's like it's not even future tech, right? It's like, it's right. now tech. So, um, once you have kids, you start to think, I mean, in general, I'm against it. And in fact, I had a, um, I was do, I do this mentoring thing every once in a while with a local startup incubator. And one of the mm -hmm. startups, uh, a couple of years back was, um, a, an app that made it easier for families to communicate about their whereabouts, but did not track. And it was, and their, their motto was trust don't track. And it's like, it, what it was sort of gamified the check-ins. So you'd say like, um, like Foursquare for your family. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like private Foursquare. So, um, and you could even, I, I think they even, uh, had it set up so that you could have specific, uh, I think they had geofencing set up so that if, you know, when the kid was at school, it would, it would beep on the kid's phone and the kid would then send the message to the parents. So right. it, would, it would just remind them. It would remind them to do it. And man, when I used to, when junior high, we used to play Dungeons and Dragons at my friend Phil's house mm -hmm. and it was pretty far away. It was like, it was probably like, I'm going to say seven miles away and we would walk or ride bikes or whatever. And, uh, you know, on a main road and like, you'd never, we would never, you'd never see a kid today walking on that road that we used to walk on Yeah, in a million years. And, you know, it, but it was, that was just normal in the seventies or whatever, however it was like late seventies, early eighties. And, uh, you know, we'd walk down there, go to Phil's and my father would be like, call me when you get there. Yeah. I remember everywhere I went when I was a teenager, my dad call me when you get there. <laughs> I don't think I remembered once. Yeah. Because you get there and you're like so excited because of the reason you got, the reason you're there. And I, I cannot, I mean, looking as a dad now, looking yeah. back on it, I'm like, what was, was I mental? <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah. I mean, my, my dad still does this to me when I fly because he's, has this fear of flying. Mm. So every time I fly somewhere, like I fly up to Boston, he's like, well, let me know when you land. Mm -hmm. And so now that I have a cell phone, I've gotten into the habit of texting him when I, when I land. But before that, I would I would fly somewhere and I mean you know I, you'd get there you get to the airport and got to do all the stuff excited to be where you're at and I would I would call like oh I remember like three hours later it's like oh yeah meanwhile he's panicking yeah yeah I do this I mean now like texting is so great for that kind of thing where you mm -hmm. can just like ping someone without having to go through the whole like 
dial the number, hello, hi, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. You don't have to get caught up in a conversation with them. Right, right. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's it would be rude to have the phone call that the text message is. So, like, you mm-hmm. call, phone rings, he goes, hello, you, I landed, click. <laughs> <laughs> you right. Know? But a text message, that's not rude. And, right. you know, you don't have to get caught up in, in the whole, uh, you know, the it's awkward. I mean, if you it only is. called back then when you're like, you know, it's just awkward. Like, you call, you'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm here. Okay, great. Have fun. Okay, thanks. Okay, yeah. bye. Love you. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> I want to play D&D. Leave me yeah. alone. Like, nobody else has to call their parents. Yeah. Right. That was true, too. I was the only yeah. one whose parents made him call. And that that was part of the problem, I suppose, looking back on it. Nobody else had to call their parents. Right. <laughs> so they all had bad parents. <laughs> so now as a parent, I look back on that and I'm just like, it's horrifying. So, okay. So, so that's a situation that was out of, out of the norm. The rest of the time I was a pretty free range kid, like mm-hmm. get out of the house. We lived in a suburb, you know, there wasn't, there was plenty of ditches and wells to fall down, but it was normal for kids to like go out for Halloween until 11 PM. Like that was not weird, yeah. like by themselves. Yeah. Like when I was, when I was a younger up until uh, up until like my mid teens, um, my going out consisted of coming home from school and and then disappearing into the woods until dark. Totally, yeah, same here. Yeah, and and then during my teenage years, we lived we lived in town, and I pretty much I was allowed to go anywhere I could walk to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I had a paper route. I was like, I was all over the. I was never in the house. I was never in the house. So you know, and I was a latchkey kid too. So my parents weren't home anyway. It wouldn't have mattered if I was in the house. But uh, you know. But today, like today, um, you know, Cooper's like, uh, why can't I play in the front yard? I'm like, because we live in a city and someone will call the cops if you're walking around on the sidewalk in front of the house. Like, it's like he's he's capable. Like, he would yeah. be fine. Like, he knows to not go on the street. He doesn't even go on the sidewalk. He stays on the grass. We have this tiny little postage stamp front yard. But he just wants mm-hmm. to run around. We have one tree that's like a low tree that he can kind of climb in. But nope. Can't do that. You just, you can. There's a million joggers around, and just be like, "Where's your mommy?" Uh, you know. Yeah, that 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 gets annoying. Um, we're lucky that it's it's not that bad here. Like, we still have we still have groups of kids that play in the neighborhood until dark, and and kids that like, you know, she didn't she didn't do it any last year, but she could if she wanted to walk home from one of the bus stops further up the road, and it's about and she gets home earlier, and it's about a mile and a half walk, and stuff like that you can still you can still do that here but mm. but even in the even in the safe quiet place we live here when i had mentioned to some family members one time that she was um that she was walking they were they were concerned about her safety and i'm yeah. like i'm like it's maybe a mile and there's no traffic or <laughs> yeah i know so i mean to bring it back to the tracking thing it's like the reason I bring it up is because I f- the the there's no doubt the social norms around this kind of stuff like what's safe and what's not safe the bike helmets and the you know walking to school and all that stuff's not safe anymore like riding your bikes is not safe anymore and walking to school is not safe anymore and tracking well, statistically your, it's safer than it's ever been but I'm, well not right it's not considered yeah I totally agree but I, it's not considered like ugh, something you you let your kids do so it's so. I think that the um, the sort of uh, older generation, like my parents, let's say, are 
way more way more privacy oriented than my generation and, and then like i can just see cooper's generation they're not going to care at all about like what it says about them online or what pictures are online <laughs> right so so with the social norms around privacy and what's considered proper parenting uh changing so much in such a short time it's not impossible for me to imagine a situation where it's completely normal to like you're bad for not tracking your kids or even one step further some kind of device that shows that the kid's being tracked so like if the so cooper can walk around in the front yard and someone can say oh he's got his digicolor on yeah oh he's wearing his tracker it's okay yeah exactly that's disturbing (laughs) yeah but think about it it would it would free him up you know like he would be able to play in the front yard because then people like oh it's cool he's microchipped we can let him go (laughs) right he's visibly tagged right (laughs) it would be no point stealing that kid We'd just get caught. Right. (laughs) So the problem for me with the tracking thing, I'm not necessarily against the tracking thing um, for, for in a couple of, if you look at it from a couple of ways, one is the call me when you get there way. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to call me when you get there. I'll just check. No big deal. If you look at it at the time, I know you're supposed to be there. Right. And if it's, it's, it's more of like an ambient communication type of thing than Mm -hmm. a, um, uh, than like a spooky spy thing. Yeah, or like a trust thing. Yeah, um, and and that might make me feel a little bit. You know, you could say uh, you could say like maybe the app. You turn on the app and it tracks him until he gets to the spot. At which point it texts me. At which point it shuts off. Yeah, or something like that. Like there's a thing. There's an app called Glimpse that I that I use that's almost exactly like this. So like Erica will be like, um, when are you going to be home? Or you know, she's trying to coordinate some. You know, like what time to put dinner in or something. Mm-hmm. So instead of like calling her and updating her when I don't know exactly, I'll just, um, th- I'll just send her a glimpse it's called. And it's a, t- like a 15 minute or a 30 minute, you can time it, um, broadcast of your location on a map. So she gets this text message, clicks on a link and she can see me as a dot on a Google map making my way there. Yeah. Uh, it automatically shuts off. It's really smart about your battery and all that stuff. Um, so that's pretty cool. And you can also do the same thing when you're in an Uber. You can, you, uh, uh, when you get in an Uber, it's like your ride has started. Do you want to share this trip? And, and like almost always I'm like, yes. And it just sends a text message to her and, and she can follow you. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's convenient. So you can imagine, you can imagine looking at it from the convenience angle where it's maybe a little bit more initiated by the kid, depending on how old mm-hmm. they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I can, I can see like I now that I as of today own a teenager, <laughs> I can I can see Kira. You know, in a, in a few years she's going to be driving, and maybe she'll want to go somewhere out of town, and she's never driven out of town before. I can, well, okay, turn your tracker thing on on your phone in case something happens. Mm-hmm. But and I can see ask I can see myself asking her to do that, and I can see her doing it for that purpose. But I can't see just having something like that on all the time where I can go. Ooh, where's my kid right now? Yeah, where you can like sort of surreptitiously check in on them without them knowing. Yeah. That would be another thing that would make me feel better about it if they knew that I was checking. So like they mm-hmm. get an alert that dad's checking your location right now. Yeah. That would make me feel a hundred times better now that I oh, think yeah, of it. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. So they they don't they know when someone's watching them. That wow, that little feature right there, that's uh that makes it a lot cooler for me. Just send them a push notification. Mhm. 
when they don't have to do anything, like they don't have to be like, oh, I'm at whatever. They just say, it says beep, dad just checked your location. Yeah. Great. Now I don't have to text him. I don't, you know, it's cool. So, uh, that's interesting. So that brings up another thing, which is the age. At what age is this appropriate? Because, <clears throat> or at what age do you, does your mind start to change? Because there's a, the, to me, the, the deal breaker for a, a sneaky tracking type of thing is that I feel like it obviates you of the urgency of training your kid. Yeah, a lot of this, a lot of this idea behind, oh, I want to track where my teenager is, it really just sounds like an excuse to have a crappy relationship with your kid. It, it could. I, I think there. I agree with you in general. That's my that's my distaste for it in general, which is that it's like uh, it's like when you see those like you see parents who have the leash on the kid, mm-hmm. but then you have the kid that needs a leash, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I a sing, I saw this the other day, single mom at the at the park trying to um, uh, deal with you know this one this kid like having fun with like, she's got the son who wants to play and she needs to pay attention to the, the sort of semi dangerous situation that she wants him to experiment with. Mm -hmm. But she's also got this toddler who is just like straight for the road. Right. And she couldn't like she had, so she tied the kid down. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, I was like, you know what? She had no choice. Like either she either had to ruin the thing for the older kid and miss this opportunity for him to, you know, climb up on top of this thing and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, have this success or potential failure and, and catch him if he did fall off of it. Uh, You know, she could have just said, no, don't climb up on that. Yeah. And no, you gotta, you have to sit here. And I'm really sensitive to that because we we're now that we've got a little kid and a medium kid, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the older one, the five-year-old has, is just really, we have to tell him he, can he do can't. More. He, well, but right, he's he can do more, but we have to say you can't because Maggie's with us. Right, we have to yeah, do that, that all the time. It drives me crazy. That, that yeah, that would be hard. Like you can't play with that because Maggie's gonna see it and start yeah. screaming. Yeah, or we can't go on that ride because Maggie can't do it with us. Or... Right, right, right. So, so that's a little bit of a tangent about the leash. Which I, but the thing about the leash was that I was always against it, but now I can see exceptions to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like with with the tracking in general, I'm against it, but I can I can I can see myself wanting to have it, but I would also only want to have it when I have the type of relationship with my kid where my kid knows that I'm not going to be spying on them. Yeah, and I'm not going to want to use it to spy on them. The only reason I would want it is in case of an emergency. Yep, or a special situation. So mm-hmm. you, you just nailed it. If if it's you don't want it to be a crutch. Yeah. So, but certain like we went to Disney and we wore those magic band things. Those things track you like crazy. They track you up, up, down, left, right, and center. Oh, I'm sure they do. Probably know so many fillings I have. <laughs> so, so, but I, I'm we're Disney. It's jam packed. Everybody's got the same outfit yeah. on. I can't see three feet in front of me for all the people in the way. Right. And kids excited, jumping around. You want them to be excited and jump around, you know, but you can't. It's just so easy to lose them. At the same time, if you lose your kid at Disney, <laughs> just, yeah, just take another one. There's right. plenty, plenty to go around. Well, the first time, the first time we flew to um, to Alberta, we went out and before we left. We got Kira the the little crappy prepaid cell phone with the like a 
couple of hours of international calling. Like, mm-hmm. okay, if we get separated at an airport or a customs line or, or something, mm-hmm. just for her to be able to get in touch with us, if we got separated during the process of international travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, like, there's a situation where, and still, that's like, you know, she freaks, she doesn't remember the number, or like, you know. She loses the phone. Yeah, or just yeah. like, it's like, it, it. there are certain situations where I think even the kid would be like, yeah, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead of that, I mean, you, you probably remember back in the day when, you know, when you'd go on, uh, you know, like a trip like that, like a family vacation mm-hmm. and, uh, or skiing. It always used to happen to us skiing. It happens all the time skiing, like, because people, people, some people are always better than other ones and the, you know, you can't, you have to split up, but it's yeah, really, people you know, get lost, they get injured. Yeah. Yeah. And cell phones almost never work on a mountain. So, or they didn't used to, they do now, but. Um, so you, everybody would be like, you, there were two approaches. There were the like those super retro seventies nerds that um, would have special walkie talkies, mm-hmm. and there were, and then there was the meet up at base lodge at three. Yeah, and and both stink. Both of those approaches <laughs> stink. Yes, they do. They both stink. And that's like, like I said, I used to spend a lot of time out in the woods when I was a kid, and. I mean, you get ready to go out, on, and one, you know how accident prone I am. Yes. I can't walk down the street without injuring myself. Yeah. And two, you know, th- just about every time I go out, the last word out of out of my parents' mouth was, you know, watch out for snakes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean, because they're really common around here. Oh, my God. So, uh. 24 copperheads one summer on our property. Wow. That's gross. Yeah. <laughs> But, it's like an infestation. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm sure they would have, I'm sure my parents would have liked to have some kind of beacon on me when I was in the woods in case I didn't come back. <laughs> yeah. Kelly's in the digestive tract of, of the boa constrictor. <laughs> you can see her right here on this map. Right. See that this, bulge? That's Kelly. <laughs> yeah. Right here on isnakemap.com. <laughs> right. Iboa. <laughs> <laughs> so... So we've got this thing coming. Uh, we kickstarted. It's called a Tiny Tell, mm-hmm. which we specifically got for Cooper for a specific situation. So it it's a uh, a wrist band. I don't want to call it a. It's not a watch. It's really a cuff, mm-hmm. and uh, it's sort of like um, Wonder Woman style. And it's got like one huge button on it. Okay. And it's a wrist phone. It's a cell phone. It's got two G two G SIM card. Uh, or SIM card with 2G service, and mm-hmm. he, you can just, I think you can put just one number in it, maybe two numbers in it. There's like one button per number, that's it. It's not like mm-hmm. a dial pad. And you just press it, and it calls one particular phone number. So we set it up to call, you know, our phone number, my phone number. Mm-hmm. And so when we're down camp in the summer, and um, he's dorking around, like he's getting to the age where we can let him range around in the woods a little bit more but there's tons of ponds and he can't swim and you know snakes yeah there's bees and stuff and you know there's there are some snakes there's not tons not like kentucky kentucky (laughs) and uh and so that's that's a pretty cool feature but it has another cool feature which is more practical i suppose if you call it Mm -hmm. it it just picks up so like so like i dial the phone number and it just goes, it, it says basically, hello, and I can say Cooper, and, and he can be like, to him. and yeah. I'm talking to him, right? And he can talk back. 
Right. It's it's like kind of like a walkie-talkie implemented over the cell network, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I just I like I love that because because the alternative is what my dad used to do when it was time for dinner. Oh, this is so embarrassing. Even now, I can't even. I almost can't even tell this story. It's so embarrassing. Okay, let's see if it's see how similar it is to to my when it was time for dinner stories. Yeah. So, you know, we moved to this new neighborhood. You know, my parents are divorced. I got remarried when I was like in going into ninth grade. All of a sudden, we had the Brady Bunch thing. Moved to a big house in a new neighborhood. So we didn't mm-hmm. know. We didn't know anybody. It's ten seconds later, <laughs> my father. <laughs> You know, like outside trying to make friends and like play. And again, it was like we were pretty free range. We would just go all over the place. There's a golf course there. We could easily be a quarter mile away. Mm-hmm. So my father, we, there was this decorative, uh, almost like a Christmas decoration um, bugle. <laughs> and he would go to the front. It had no, it was it was just like, almost like, you know, a French horn's like a curl. It's like one yeah. curl. But, uh, it wasn't even a real instrument. It was just. A- it wasn't even real. It was like uh, it was like maybe maybe eight yeah, inches decoration. Yeah, but uh, you know you know like like Monty Python. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You know it was like that, but it was curled around and like a like a hunting horn or something. Okay. So he'd go up front. You'd blow the horn. And he would blow the horn, but he couldn't do it. So it was like, so we'd be, we'd be playing with the kids and like, they were all cool kids and we were like, you know, just like trying to be cool. And then all of a sudden, here's my dad, like, (laughs) and then there'd be like, it basically was like this weird, really loud amplified farting noise. And everyone would just like, it was this running joke. Everybody was just like, ah, they'd be doubled over laughing. Oh my goodness. Every once in a while he'd get it right and it would like be, you know, but you could hear the failed burping noise coming from 137 Briarcliff no, Avenue. My my dad would just stand on the front porch and do that, that really loud whistle. Yeah. I, I, I would have, I would have much preferred the whistle. anything for the whistle or the banging of the pot. Mm-hmm. anything but the failed horn blow. I'm like, God, I hope my dad doesn't listen to this. <laughs> so embarrassing. So anyway, fast forward 30 years, mm-hmm. 35 years, and we have Tiny Tail, which I could have had on my wrist. And he yeah. could have just said, uh, John, time for dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is actually um, a tiny bit of a problem for us right now. Not a Not a big one. I mean... But it does cause a little bit of friction mm-hmm. um, because Kira gets home. She goes out. She plays with the other kids in the neighborhood. And we can tell her a time to be back. But then she's either got to set an alarm on her watch or she's got to remember to keep looking at it. And we tell her to be back by the time we normally have dinner. But what if we're all hungry a half hour earlier or mm-hmm. or something like that? And it's just you know you either drive around the neighborhood until you find her or you stand out there and yell <laughs> yeah right and it's it's so bad the yelling yeah all the yelling yeah although now i want to get a fart was <laughs> so bad if he i, I wish fart one so bad for this i don't know why i didn't think of this i should have just gotten him an air horn because <laughs> yeah so the, here's the thing air horn or a can i think he liked it I think he thought he was getting better at it and maybe he was going to like go pro maybe, or something. Maybe he was just trolling you. I hope so. It worked. 
if he was, it worked. Anyway, I would have much rather been tracked. Yeah, tracking is going to be... Right now, I'm not really concerned about the tracking aspect because I like the cell phone for the communication aspect at the moment, but I'm not worried about the tracking aspect because I know Kira's either going to be somewhere in the neighborhood here or she's going to be at school or at a school-related function. Mm -hmm. But in a few years, when she starts driving, which is only three years away, Mm. then I'm going to be... It becomes more of a concern at that point about knowing where she is. And it's not... It's not about knowing where she is because I don't trust her to be where she tells me. Right. It's about being able to know where she is in case she doesn't come back when she's supposed to, in case I can't reach her and there's some kind of emergency or, you know, in case there's a car accident and she can't communicate with us or that sort of thing. Right. So what about tracking the car instead of the kid? I would be perfectly fine with that. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that too. I have absolutely no... Like, I mean, like the whole LoJack concept to me is like, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, other than the expense. So I don't know, like the tracking stuff is so subtle. I think it's going to be, I I think it's going to actually be a really big deal. I wouldn't be surprised at all if there, if uh, there was legislation around it the same way that there is with like um, bike helmets and stuff like that. I don't know. uh, That's interesting. Yeah, I guess there could be. I mean, it has its uses for it has its safety uses, but it also feels like it has the potential to damage relationships or to serve as a a reason to not work on fostering a healthy relationship in that regard. Yeah, and that's that's the thing about it. I really don't like. I agree. I, those those are the two things: the crutch angle. Like if it's used as a crutch, that's that I can't see that as being good in any way, and. Anything less than extreme transparency seems like a really bad idea. Yeah. It it seems like you're either, it seems like you're saying, I don't trust you. Yeah. That's a delicate line to walk. That's the line to walk. So, you know, so, so this all, so what I'm leading up to is that all of this stuff is going to be super specific to the family situation and maybe down to the individual kids, like certain kids. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like, there's electronic tattoos. Like you, now you yeah. could, you could actually get your kid tattooed with a CPU. It's freaky. Yeah. And that's, that's real. Like that's real. You can do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so someone will, uh, and, and then people will judge that person the way that I judged the people with the leash on their kid at the mall. <laughs> right. But yeah, you're right. It's going to be, it's going to be very specific to, to individual kids. And, and we're not even... Like I said, I've kind of touched on it, but we haven't even begun to consider all the kids with autistic. What about the autistic kids or the the blind kids or the deaf kids or the, the, there's all kinds of situations that you just, you can't make a blanket statement. Oh, this is bad or or you need to do this. It's going to, going to come down to like a really individual decision. But I do think there are aspects of it that you need to be aware of and be careful of that was revolving around that sort of relationship that you have with your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we totally agree on that. All right, well, that's our show for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we hope you join us again next week for Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye. Would you like to support Terrifying Robot Dog? Just think of two friends who would dig the show and send them to terrifyingrobotdog.com for links to iTunes, Facebook, and RSS. If you don't have two friends, you can still help us out by leaving a nice review in iTunes. It'd mean a lot to Kelly and I. Thanks a lot.
had another. <laughs> You'll definitely want to edit this part out. It has nothing to do with any kind of technology, but I'll share it because it's a funny story. We're doing the after dark, so. But it was another one of those situations. Richard was working night shifts. Kira was was in the bedroom that is that is now my office. So it's at one end of the house. Um, I was sleeping in the master bedroom, which is at the other end of the house. We, we don't have a baby monitor. It's not a huge amount of different a distance. Mm-hmm. I, I can hear her when she cries at night, that sort of thing. Yeah. I, both doors were open. And I was asleep, and I got woke up from sleep by this horrible, horrible scream <laughs> coming from this end of the house. I mean, it, it was just like this terrible blood-curdling scream. So, you know, the house is dark. I'm freaking out, running through the house, tripping over things, getting to Kira's room, turning the lights on. She's asleep. She's perfectly fine. Hmm. And then I hear it again. Yeah. Cat sex outside her bedroom window. <laughs> this sounds exactly like babies. It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Little feline foreplay. It's the worst. <laughs> uh, so. They were they were clumping and banging against the house by the time they were done. They were. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Should have put it on heavy. YouTube. Even as as those words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, there's probably a million cats having sex videos on YouTube. I don't think YouTube was a thing 13 years ago, was it? Uh, No, no. But I'm sure sure there's a whole channel devoted to cat sex on YouTube. There's probably a whole channel devoted to people dressed up as cats having sex on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Well, what's what's the rule? Rule 34? Yeah. if, If you can think of it, it exists. Right. Yeah. 